While you'll never truly know if anyone wants to buy a product or service from you until you're brave enough to try and sell it to them, investing time in market research can save you a ton of time and hassle. I'm Janet Murray. I'm the creator of The Courageous Content Planner and a whole host of content kits that will save you time and trouble with your content. In this episode of The Courageous Content Podcast, I'll share three social media posts you can create that are perfect for market research. And by the way, these posts are also perfect for helping you discover why a product or service isn't selling as well as you'd like it to. So first off, there's the which do you prefer post. So the more you can involve your online community in your product research, the more invested they'll feel. So when your product or service goes on sale, they'll be far more likely to buy. That's why asking questions about products or services you're developing can be a great way to get your audience involved. You can ask about anything, including titles, names, logos, other design features. Just make sure that what you ask is specific and easy to respond to. If your question is too open, people won't reply. And if you're using images, which I would recommend if you can, labeling up different options, one, two, three, four, or A, B, or C, will make it much easier for people to respond. For example, before we open pre-orders of my Courageous Content Planner each year, we publish a short list of eight potential cover designs and invite my social media followers to vote for their favorite ones. So we can take it down to four because that's how many cover designs we publish in the end. If you're listening to this episode around the time it goes live, so it should be end of July 2022, you might be just in time to see this year's post on my Facebook page. I'll link to my page in the show notes. This really helps to create a buzz about the upcoming launch and it also crucially allows us to build a waitlist for the planner. So as I'm recording this, I've just launched a competition with an amazing prize. So you can win a free ticket to my annual live event, Courageous Content Live, worth 597, that's in pounds, and also a fab tech bundle, which includes a snazzy microphone, a ring light kit, and also some headphones that will help with video and audio recording. Oh, and a copy of my Courageous Content Plan. In fact, you can even have a personalized one if you want. And that whole bundle is worth well over a thousand pounds. So when we invite people to cast their vote, we also, using our clever messenger bot, invite them to enter this competition and also join the waitlist. We don't do all of those at the same time because I'm a big believer in not giving people more than one call to action. So we invite people to vote for their favorite cover and tell them that if they do so, they'll be invited to enter the competition. And then once they've entered the competition, we ask if they'd like to join the waitlist. Now, this maybe a bit more sophisticated than what you're used to. So if it feels overwhelming, (laughs) don't panic. Remember, I've been selling my planner for, I think it's seven years now. So we've added new things in each year. The bit that I really want you to take away is building that buzz and excitement. So by the time my pre-order sales open in August, we should have a wait list Typically, it's about 1,200, so we'll be planning to exceed that this year, but we should have a really nice wait list of people who have already said they're interested, they've looked at the covers, they've talked about them, they're excited, they're engaged, they're invested. That's the part that I'd really like you to take away and just have a think about when you're launching a new product or service. How can you get people excited about it, invested in it before you actually launch it? 
And how can you introduce some kind of waitlist strategy? And by the way, you don't need fancy email automation or a messenger bot. I've talked about this on loads of other podcast episodes to have a waitlist strategy. As long as you are compliant with data protection, you could literally create a spreadsheet and put people's names on there or even write it down. As long as you are compliant with data protection law, that is absolutely fine. The key thing here is not just rocking up, launching a product with no warning, getting people excited and invested before you launch. It really will help you increase sales. The second type of post, which will help with market research, is the what's most important question. So when you're developing a new product or service, asking your followers what they find most important when they're considering buying a product or service like yours is a great way to get the conversation going and to get feedback from your ideal customers. So for example, if you're carrying out market research ahead of a planner launch, using that example because it's very much in my head at the moment, you can ask people what they find most important when choosing a planner or journal. But as with any market research post or in fact any social media post, to increase the number of replies you receive, you really do need to be specific. So instead of just asking a very general open question, like what kind of planner do you like to use, make it specific. So for example, you might put together a poll where you say, what's most important for you? A, size, B, layout, C, design, D, something else entirely. And I usually add that phrase, something else or something else entirely, because that gives people the opportunity to add in their own thoughts. And that's what gets conversations going. And those conversations can be really helpful. And of course, on a post like that, don't forget to add a call to action to join your waitlist. You can just add a little PS on your post that says, PS, my whatever the name of your product or service is launching soon. If you'd like to join the waitlist to be first to hear, and ideally I like to include some kind of incentive for doing so, some kind of bonus or some kind of discount, then here's the link to do that or email me or whatever your call to action is. Finally, the competition research post. Now this one might seem counterintuitive, but I promise you it's useful. Asking your social media followers to share products or service they use that are similar or even the same as yours can be a great source of market research because it gives you the opportunity to ask them what they love about that product or service, but also what they'd love to change. Understanding what's missing from your competitors' products or services is a great way to make sure that yours meet the needs of your ideal customers or clients. It can actually help you to get a competitive advantage. And it may also give you ideas for additional features or bonuses, upsells, downsells. It's really useful stuff. So to use my planet as an example, again, I often do a post around this time of year where I ask people, what are your favorite types of planets? What do you find most useful? And the key thing here is to turn that into a conversation. So if somebody mentions your rival's planner, they may even tag them in, ask them, what do you like about this planner? Asking them what they don't like is a little bit more tricky, but if you can phrase it in a positive way, is there anything that you'd love to see in your content planner or are there any other features you wish more content planners had? There are ways to ask without looking like you're picking holes in your competitor. And if this feels uncomfortable, you could even do it privately. So I hope this has given you some ideas on how to carry out market research for a new product or service or improve the ones that you have. I do want to remind you of a piece of advice that I give a lot though. You will not know if anyone wants to buy that product or service until you're brave enough to get out there and sell it. To put a PayPal link or a Stripe link on it and just ask people to buy. So please don't use this market research as sales prediction data. 
because that can be a very dangerous strategy indeed. People don't always say exactly what they mean. Sometimes they might say they want things or like things just to be nice. So while this is useful information, when you're making sales predictions, ideally this should always be based on data. And the only way to gather that kind of data is to get out there and sell something and see what happens. So I'd love to know what you thought of this episode and these ideas. If you try any of them out, then do let me know. The best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm at Jan UK. And by the way, if you want to get on the wait list for my Courageous Content Planner, you'll see what I did there, then you absolutely can do if you're listening to this episode. Before pre-orders open, they're due to open the third week of August 2022. Then you'll be sent to the wait list. If you're listening afterwards, you'll get sent straight to the sales page because we redirect the page. So if you haven't heard of the planner, it's an A4 desk diary that you can use to plan out your content for the coming year. It's got templates for annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly and daily planning so you can stay consistent with your content. It's also packed with hundreds of content ideas and prompts so you're never stuck for ideas. And this year it's also coming with a content kit that includes hundreds of ready-to-go posts that use the awareness days and key dates in the diary and stickers as well. We do like a sticker and I will put a link to the Courageous Content Planner in the show notes. 